1: what is a current challenge in the business? Is it this? Is there something else? Is it modifying? So, so this, has been
0: a, this has been a huge challenge, but I'll tell you one of the conundrums we face right now. So one of the things is we really enjoy, everybody's been working from home, right? Or working from the road, which is even better. Like I spent yeah. four and a half months on this road trip, you know, working out of Airbnbs and seeing the country. We want to continue that. So as the market pandemic as things open back up if they do which i expect they will at some point mm-hmm. do we open up our san francisco accelerator again do we open up the physical accelerator yes it's very profitable to do that but it restricts us we have you know we have to have a team on the ground here working all the time and it's a lot of work and at this point we feel like we want to have fun you know we want to have a great lifestyle and not you know just getting a little more money isn't our goal so we we are thinking of we're thinking of not reopening it and just continue virtually as well as you know doing programs in San Francisco and around the world but just for short periods of time using other people's space Interesting. that's our conundrum
1: i hear it well is it a different benefit to the customers like do they get can they get the same?
0: That's the problem, right? That's the problem. People love the space. They love being in the space for an extended time. And there's something
1: to that, right? There's something to walking into that space, the energetic signatures of the space, the people you're around, the there is something to that. And And we had that that for years.
0: And that was founder space, right? That's the thing that that. that people from all over the world would come and then they would make relationships with us. Without that, we don't have that nexus. So we're debating this right now, which we should do. Why
1: can't you open it and you still get to travel?
0: We can, but, and I did travel a lot when we had the space. Uh, We can do that, but it's just a It's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of work to reopen it. Like we put a lot into it and then we took it down and we have to redo it. And I have to, you know, do I want to spend a year of my life reestablishing?
1: Rebuilding it. I hear you.
0: Yeah. So, and you know, if this wasn't my own business, like my business, and if I had a, you know, huge team and unlimited resources, yeah, it's a, yeah, just reopen it. Of course, you know, but um, it, it, we, we are bootstrapped again, we're entrepreneurs. So it's gonna be a lot of work on, on all of our shoulders.
1: I wonder how you could do it that it wouldn't be. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm there are so many different ways.
0: No, we could get somebody else to actually run that yeah. um, for us. And that may be an opportunity- You can on I- partner,
1: venture partner or regular partner just on that. I mean, you've got that. centers, you've got accelerated running in China. You're not there.
0: No, we're not there. We have to find the right person. That's yeah. the key. So it really depends on the right individual to do that. You know, somebody we can totally.
1: Uh, so I, I always hate that, right? Because when you have to have like a human, you become yes. very dependent on that human. And that's exactly. never in the business. Yes. You need to make it dependent on a role or on two or three roles. There are two or three specific roles we have to fill. The humans are interchangeable, right? Because really no one's replaceable but no one's Mm -hmm. irreplaceable. You know, I've recently, we're doing a lot of change for our company. No one's replaceable, (laughs) but no one's irreplaceable.
0: (laughs) That's absolutely right. And I learned that in my startups. You know, you think somebody's irreplaceable and they're actually not. Like I had an engineer that had control of our whole system and he was a pain to work with. And (laughs)
1: literally
0: for a year, uh, you know, I should have fired him a year earlier. Um, when he refused to come into the office, he refused to really interact with anybody, but he had built our whole system. And so I just kept trying to work with him. And finally I fired him, everything's, all the problems were solved. Like our system, <laughs> you know, I got a new engineer. They were great. They rebuilt the system, nothing, you know, none of the, the sky didn't fall. But, totally. So I totally agree. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, you know, finding those right people, especially in the job market. I don't know if you know the Bay Area, but it's crazy right now, like to find you good can import
1: people.
0: them. Yes, that might be what we have to like do. Like for me,
1: every every problem has a solution. Yes. Like this is part of my world. It's like, and this is what you're saying. You know, you need that third party eye. When yes. you're in it, you can't see it. Yes. You know, but like, you're just going to import them.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's the That would be the what we would have to do to make okay. it work.
1: It's done. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Accelerator, back. <laughs> What else do we need Uh, to do You're a
0: great consultant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what would you tell people who are getting started? What would be like their first, you know, someone who wants to run a startup? Is there like a mental checklist they should go through? Is there a, you know, first do this, then this, or make sure you've got these five eggs in your basket? Like, what would you tell people who are coming as a startup in the door? What do they need to know?
0: So number one, for any startup coming in the door, I'm going to ask you, who's your customer? Like, who is your customer? And if you don't know the answer to this in detail, like everything about your customer, you know, little details, like what books they read, what car they drive, you know, where they live, then you have a problem. So you have a problem from the Mm get-go. So you got to know who your customer is. You got to understand what value you are providing. And the more unique and differentiated the value you provide to that customer, the better for you. So uh, you, literally there's gonna be a lot of competition out there. Why should people come to you? Like, wh- why shouldn't they go to somebody else? If you don't have an answer to that question, you should start thinking about it because there's gotta be something you do that's better than other people um, or just different, filling a different need. Yeah. And then the third thing is, do you have customers that really need your product or service, like really need it, like that are crazy about it. And if you don't, um, it's again, it's gonna be a struggle. Uh, I like to say, if you have a nice to have product, if everybody goes, oh, that's nice, you are really gonna hurt. (laughs) It's like, you don't really have a business because none of us buy nice to have products. I mean, you could think, I'll give you a very clear example. You download an app on your phone, you go, oh, that's nice. And then you forget about it. And a week later, it's gone. A week later, it's deleted. So that's your business, right? Do you want to be forgotten about and deleted a week later? Or do you want to actually have customers who are coming to you? And then number four, so I give lots of advice to entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. all the time. So get recurring revenue, like don't be in a business where you sell a customer once, and then you never see them again. That's a really, really tough business because the hardest thing any entrepreneur does is get their customer. So your goal should be, can I get a customer and can I never let go of that customer? Like that customer never leaves me. If you have that business, no matter what, you will grow over time, right? Because those, you know, you'll always be getting new customers and how do you get them never to leave you, right? How do you get them never to leave you? You have to find out, you know, put the customer first. First of all, you're a lot of entrepreneurs are like, how much money can I get from my customer? That is backwards. The real answer is how much value can I provide to this customer? Mm-hmm. If you provide a lot of value, then money becomes not an issue, right? Because people want what they want and they're willing to pay for it if they think it's valuable. And if they don't find it valuable, they're, they're, then they're going to be nickel and diming you. like every, <laughs> And that's not the business you want to be in.
1: Yeah, And I know for so many business owners, and I, I like this less definitely, it's it's part of, of I just have a much larger teaching, <laughs> but this is like the foundational pieces, some of them. And uh, I also find that so many people say like, oh, but, you know, they have no money. They have no money. It's like they just went on a $10,000 cruise. Don't tell me they have no money. They don't have money for what you're selling because they don't see the value in it for them. So exactly. either you haven't presented the value, right? Or they're not your customer. It's not a match.
0: Yeah, it's not about reach, uh, convincing them that your thing is a good deal. If you're trying to convince them what you have is a good deal- You're talking
1: deal, to the wrong person.
0: Yeah, and you're talking in the wrong way, right? Yes. So you're either talking to the wrong person or you're talking in the wrong way. Yeah. You need to show them what value you offer. What, why w- will working with you be so valuable? And it's not, can't just be your time, right? It has to be more than your time. It has to be your expertise, your relationships, you know, your, what, your process. Oh, things like that. It's
1: their win. It's how does it solve their problem? I right? yeah, talk about, yeah. you know, in my world, I talk about what I call a 2 a.m. problem, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that keeps someone awake at night at two in the morning, they cannot sleep. If you can solve that problem, money is not an object. Now you need to be able to solve it. You know, I've, I've had people, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, who who talk a good game, but they mm-hmm. don't deliver. And so they can go into business six months, a year, two years, by the end of two years, their people are asking for refunds they're getting lawsuits, they're getting, um, you know, not callbacks, um, chargebacks. And the new clients want to know where the testimonials, where are clients that I can speak to, you've been in business two years, right? When they're new, it's like, it's just big promises. And they believe it because there's no one to talk to because I haven't worked with anybody yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm still in the middle of those deals. And those are new. And I've only been in business a year. But by two years, and I watched this, and I remember I had someone not a client, because I, I can't serve somebody like this, um, but a, a colleague who was doing something like this. And I remember thinking like, I don't understand. This guy's charging insane money. He's not delivering. What am I? And I would just look at my own business and I'm like, I work harder. I deliver better. I charge less. But five years later, I'm still in business. And he imploded after two. And I remember he called yes. me. He's like, I say I have a problem. I'm like, okay. He's like, people are getting chargebacks. This is like literally the story. And I'm like, that's what happens. All right. We play the long game. Got yeah, it.
0: you play the long game.
1: And, I was wondering and what happens when you do you that. Know, your I business thought.
0: is going to grow because people are giving you referrals, which is That's the right. best form of marketing you can get. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're providing value to people, you, yeah, they aren't pissed off at you. You feel much better. You're actually delivering them something that they yeah. that they appreciate. They need, everything, and, and then
1: you build, you know, for me, I went, other than this podcast, I went underground for about a year and a half. We yeah. haven't come back out yet. And the business is still running. Like we're still, like, it amazes me sometimes, like where people come from, you know, out of the woodwork heard about me here. This person read this thing from this many years ago, or that one said something from there. And it's like, that's cool. You know, I, I like this, <laughs> all the stuff I teach works. Who knew
0: <laughs> <laughs> you learn by teaching
1: <laughs> always, always. And we drink our own water. So let's tell people where they can find you find out more about you found out more about founder space.
0: Sure. So if you want to reach me, I'm super easy. Just go to founderspace.com at founderspace.com. You can find me all our educational materials there. If you want to apply to our accelerator, you can apply there. Um, We have, uh, I have my own podcast. You can listen to that. And my books are there. So I have some books that are really great for entrepreneurs. Make Elephants Fly, which is all about your elephant is your big idea. How do you get it off the ground?
1: I like that. I was wondering what it meant.
0: And uh, surviving a startup, which you don't have to wonder what it means. (laughs) That one's pretty straightforward. It's like, how do you survive? I know this from experience. You know, I have my, uh, my scars. I've been in the trenches. And I'm on LinkedIn. So that's a great network to connect with me on. All
1: right. Amazing. We'll put all that in the show notes. Um, but founderspace.com is pretty easy to yes. type in. Um, and surprise, I didn't warn you, but I like to ask my guests for a quote at the end. Does not be your oh. favorite one of all time, but it can be. I like that sigh of relief. It's like, oh, all right, yeah, <laughs> man, relax, that's okay. Um, so if you can share a quote with us, I would love it.
0: Uh, so a quote. So trying kind to of think of the best quote. So I will share a quote and then I'll explain what it means. So Mark Andreessen said, and I'm going to paraphrase him, he said, software ate the world. And what it means is that software, you, every entrepreneur, whether you're a techie or not, you should be looking to software. Like, how do you use software? Because it will change your business. It is changing everybody's business. It is fundamentally the way we communicate now. Look at us. We're online. We're using software to communicate. We're not in person. And um, always uh, be looking at the latest software that would apply to any portion of your business. And don't ignore this. Because if you ignore it, you ignore it at your peril.
1: I like that. And that, you know, I just heard yesterday that Facebook is rebranding to Meta, which I was yes. like, well, that's a clue, you know, like, the <laughs> like, and so that's just representative of the entire shift, right? Like yes. if, if it wasn't already an obvious undercurrent, they're putting it right in your face.
0: They're, they're basically saying we're spending more time online than ever before. And that online experience is going to change. That's and it feels
1: like Ready Player One becoming real life. Like, this to is. me, this is like the beginning of Ready Player One. Like, everyone get your haptic suits. <laughs> like, yes. Like, get ready. <laughs> We're all going to stay in our little rooms as the world starts to build houses on top of houses. We have to climb down the ladders to get anywhere. Exactly. By drone or or through machines in the wall. And yeah, I don't know. It scares me.
0: (laughs) It is quite scary.
1: (laughs) I'm not ready for Ready Player One. If no one has read the book Ready Player One or watched the movie, the book is better than the movie. I just
0: actually also wrote another book that came out this year called The Five Forces That Change Everything. And it talks exactly about this, about the metaverse, about our future and how technology is going to totally change our lives. And it points out the good things and the scary things.
1: What are some of the highlights?
0: Oh, some some of the highlights are brain computer interfaces. So right now, uh, people don't realize it, but there are brain computer interfaces that you can literally wear on your head. You don't have to Uh, have a chip embedded in your brain which most people don't want to get and these brain computer interfaces like at the university of toronto Mm
1: -hmm. it can
0: actually pull pictures out of your head -uh. yes -uh. they can see what you're imagining in your mind yes no yes
1: wait a second but Oh. it's still
0: fuzzy it's still crude it's not ready for prime time no
1: but that means but it's coming that means all the stuff that you keep private in your head now it's going to start being public. there's,
0: there's even even <laughs> spookier stuff so oh no. this is all in the book so okay they're they at duke university they did an experiment they had two rats in two cages separate cages in different cities connected by the internet they had chips in their brains like chips in each rat's brain one rat they sh- Taught it, they trained it how to get food, to do, you know, when a little light goes off, press this button, get food. When they cooked them up to the other rat, the other rat instantly knew how to get food.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So what did they do? They transferred information from one living brain to another. If they can do this with rats. They can do this with people.
1: Oh my God. So
0: this shows you the power. On the
1: bright side, we'll be almost done with old school schooling. That'll make me happy because that was for the industrial revolution. Right. Your your brain will be connected to
0: the cloud. You just hope somebody doesn't hack it. it.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, brain hacks and life hacks are going to take it's, on a whole new right. meaning.
0: Right. It's a, it, you know, identity theft will take on a whole new meaning. You're like, oh it won't gosh. just be your, your credit card and social security number. It will oh be God. you, your idea. So, this
1: scares this, me. This totally. scares me. I now, like that gonna, my brain is, is mine and it's I, private. And I have a thought and I don't want to share it and I don't open my mouth. You don't know it.
0: <laughs> yes. But Facebook, of all companies, Meta is building yeah. brain computer interfaces right now. And so are a lot of other companies. I've consulted with them and a lot of startups. So, so I, I'll I tell you one other, can I tell you one time. more scary yes. thing? Yes, tell me more this time, is, and then this tell
1: me how this connects to quantum physics because that's where okay. I spend my spare time and Ah,
0: okay, Well, cool. I have a little about quantum computing in the book too. Okay. But this, um, uh, the other thing they did uh, at Duke, Un- oh no, this was at University of Washington. At University of Washington, uh, they did an experiment where they had a human with a cap on that would read their brain waves, and then they had a rat with a chip in its brain, and the rat would go through a maze, and the human would, could actually, just by thinking, control the rat as it went through the maze, guide the uh. rat through the maze. Now, they determined that the rat had no idea it was being controlled. It thought it was making the decision.
1: Well, that sounds like most of us who live every day thinking we make our own decisions. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's just me trying to make myself feel better. All, wow. Anyway, th- these,
0: these these this technology is overwhelmingly amazing. Like yeah. you know, we could literally exchange thoughts. I mean, it's like we already together. live
1: in 1984. Just, the world has yeah. across cross between 1984 and Ready Player One, and yes. you know the Hunger Games, and that's it. <laughs> that's the world we
0: live in. That's the and it's only going to get uh, richer and deeper. <laughs> experience. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot in there and I think, well, I think it's fast. I think it's a dialogue people should be having now. Like we should be talking about these because these technologies are coming. If we don't talk about them now, companies are going to start to deploy them and use them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do you stay up to date on this kind of stuff and not get scared by it? Like how does it not give you panic? uh
0: Oh, it doesn't. I This is, this is the journey we're all on together. Like we can't, you can't, we can't rewrite the journey. Like Pandora's box is open. We, we, open. we, We learned how to make fire. We learned how to make tools. And from that day onward, we were changing our reality. We were changing the world. So we've been on this journey for a long time and it's up to us to figure it out. Like, and my job, like I see, like writing this book, what prompted me to write this book was the fact that I thought people needed to discuss all these issues. Yeah, like I really the,
1: like it. The I'd good love to stuff. know the latest on quantum computing also. Yeah,
0: quantum computing is pretty amazing. It's absolutely amazing because um, quantum computers are so fast, but we're, they're not gonna do the stuff like we're doing now on our PCs. They're not no. designed for that, but they are designed. When you talk about uh, developing uh, new drugs, for example, at a molecular level, that's where quantum computing is gonna just blow things away. And it could, we could have cures. I talk about longevity in the book and all these things. We're gonna see that accelerating like gene therapies and gene editing. It's gonna be, you know, we can, cancer is a curable disease. Every disease is curable.
1: Every disease has been a curable disease. It's just a new one every generation or (laughs) three.
0: And, but we see that our tools are getting so advanced that at some point we'll be able to wipe out disease even the disease of aging, like it's going to be cured. It's a curable disease. And I mean, look,
1: if we go biblical, that is what the ends of days are said to look like, right? So yes.
0: Yeah. So it's a it very
1: predicted since thousands of years ago. Everyone it's a very interesting
0: future, very fascinating. Uh, uh, you know, with our ventures into space that we're doing now, very yes. terrifying with some of this technology. You know, we literally decoded the building blocks for life with with gene, you know, yeah, coding, you know, and, and CRISPR gene editing, yeah. we can now create entirely new species of plants and animals that never existed. Like That's unbelievable. Crazy. You know, there's a startup called Aquabounty Bounty that has, is selling in stores and people don't even know it right now, salmon that is gene edited. So it grows twice as fast.
1: Is it as good for you? Like
0: it's, it's literally, they just cut out some genes. That's what they did and now it grows twice as fast. They didn't, it's not a GMO product where they actually insert genes from other species, although they could do that. Right. This one, they just edited, they just edited
1: out. it out instead of so, adding it in.
0: So, so they say, they say that it's it's, it doesn't if have that's better yeah they say it's better for you <laughs>
1: but, uh, but this is not genetically modified we took genes out not added genes
0: yeah any. it's the same salmon we didn't modify a few the gene genes. in the way
1: people used to we modified it in a new way so it's it's not like genetically modified the way other genetically modified things are modified it's genetically modified in this different way
0: yeah we didn't put rat genes into the salmon uh, <laughs> or uh. turtle genes oh you know gosh. but they will be doing that like this we're on the cusp now where l- literally life on earth is like a computer program. And now we have the tools to code it like CRISPR, right. this gene editing. I mean, so, that's kind
1: of what quantum physics teaches you, but this is the practical. <laughs> these are the practical tools.
0: Yeah, the practical tools. And then, uh, yeah. So um, we're going to see lots of these innovations coming around the corner. It's going to be totally fascinating. I
1: love it. Okay. So we ended the show already 15 minutes ago. We'll end it again. Um <laughs> No, because you, you hit my like my curiosity button, but I love this stuff. I, I geek out on all of it. Me this.
0: too.
1: Uh, thank you so much for joining me. This has been my an absolute pleasure. pleasure and then a bonus pleasure. And for all of you listening, in addition to the great advice and understanding of startups, um, this future stuff, like if you want to creep anybody out, I'd highly recommend sharing it with them uh, just for fun. And subscribe because more great episodes coming next week.
0: You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?